And welcome to Ray Mahuvim. This is Rabbi Yitz Greenfield, MS Marriage and Family Therapy. So happy you're joining me today. Today is actually July 9th. This is a live show. I'm so happy you're joining me on jrootradio.com. For those of you who are new listeners, what we do is we try to learn and to develop new, sco- new skills and tools to renew and strengthen the connection you have with your spouse. Now, the way we do this is as follows. What we do is we basically our benchmark, our bench line is from the Torah. Meaning, of course, there's no question about it. We use we use a social science perspective, but the Torah is always our guide and source of navigation. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, today's show is an exciting one. I know, I always say it's an, this, is, this is really an exciting one. The reason I say this is because today we're going to be talking about a very, what we, we say, no gaya subject. It has to do with, a, with, I think, maybe most of us. It is the summer, and, you know, the transition has already taken place. Kids ready in camps, day camps, regular camps for those of you who have kids. And many of us are planning vacations, trips. This Sunday is a very, very busy Sunday. The reason I say this because this Sunday is none other than visiting day. Yes, visiting day is a very, very complicated and sometimes can be very tedious getting there, a lot of traffic. And of course, we're all looking forward to see our children in camp or wherever we're going to visit in visiting day. And there's a lot of complex, it's always a lot of complexities involved. Those of you who are married know exactly what I'm talking about. Planning a trip is not an easy thing. You know, we're all excited. We want to go on vacation. Where are we going to go? How are we going to go? When are we going to go? But at the end of the day, to make sure that it all works out is is not simple. Sometimes we can go on vacation. Did this ever happen to you? And I know I'm talking to a lot of people out there. And Baruch Hashem. I had a lot of people want me to discuss this today, so I'm discussing it, okay? For all of you who asked me to discuss this, yes, we're discussing it today. Here's my question. Have you ever gone on vacation and come back from the, from the vacation only feeling that you need a vacation from the vacation? You know exactly what I'm talking about. So sometimes, you, you know, you're going out, trying to have a good time and everything, but we need a vacation from our vacation. Today what we're going to do is we are going to try to tackle the issue of vacation and trips in a comprehensive fashion from all angles, trying to provide you with skills and tools for you to, Ezra Hashem, have a successful vacation. Again, this is a live show. And the way we're going to work it today is as follows. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm switching a little bit from my regular routine. And what I'm going to do is as follows. I am I have 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 put together a collection of a lot of skills and tools and I've asked certain people for tips and tools as far as making vacations and trips successful. Now, knowing that this is not necessarily a family relationship therapeutical issue, it really is based on experience. A lot of it is based on experience. What I'm going to ask my audience to do today is as follows. I want you to listen to me. And hopefully you'll gain a lot of what we're going to be talking about. Again, I'm standing on shoulders of giants. It's not all me. It's not, not me at all. It's all HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But obviously, you'll hopefully gain a lot from this show. But what I'm going to ask you to do is, let's do this collaboratively. What I mean by that is, let us do it in a way where I'm going to be speaking to you about vacations and trips and planning and streamlining it and working it all out. And as you hear me, you might think to yourself, Oh, Rabbi Greenfield, you know what? Actually, 
I had this happen to me last time I went on vacation. This is what I did. Or actually, I had an idea to do, and I did that and actually worked for my vacation. And it actually was able to calm down my kids. Or actually, my husband was very happy when I A, B, C, D, F, G. Or my wife was very happy when I A, B, C, D, F, G. So what I'm asking everybody to do throughout this show is when you're thinking of an idea, of a tip, of something, write it down. At the end of the show, Belin Eder, I'm going to give an opportunity for everybody to text me, or you could text me in the middle of the show. The text number here is 347-927-8398. That's 347-927-8398. Text me. And then I'm going to read the text. Now we're going to do this. We're going to do this together, where we can share all your ideas, all your rayonot that you have for vacations, for trips, and we're going to share it together with the audience. This way, we can all gain and hopefully use it on our next vacation or on our next trip. Okay, I want to start today's show with as follows: the, Before we even like go on vacations or going on trips, and again, I'm talking to a lot of you who are going. You know exactly what I'm talking about. This. Sunday, Bezrat a lot of us are going to the country for visiting day. The first thing that we have to do, most important, and I'm really primarily talking to the men over here. Men, most important to do is to plan when you are leaving. And the reason I say the men, because most families, at the end of the day, it's the man who has the bottom line as far as when, when you're leaving. Sometimes the women. I'm not saying. You know, there's always exceptions. But generally, it's the men because generally they're driving. So they're going to decide when we're going. So first of all, ladies, please, and I always say this, let's not go to our husbands and tell them the way it's going to be this Sunday or the way it's going to be when we go on vacation. Meaning, listen, Moshe, Shimon, um, I want to tell you that this Sunday is visiting day. I'm just letting you know, we're going to leave very early because we have to be there early for the kids because last year we got there really late and Shimshin was waiting for us and we were the last ones there. So please, Moshe, I'm telling you, this time we're leaving early. That's what we're doing it doesn't work, doesn't work. It, you might be able to sort of, you know, twist your husband's arm and get him to do what you want him to do, but control never works in a relationship. Always work together. Let him feel that he's in charge. I don't mean this like in a you know, conspicuous type of way where we're like manipulating here, but, but just give him the option. For he, remember, your husband is an achievement-based person. He wants to feel achieved. He wants to feel in control. That's just a man. It's a man. You want to call it an ego? Call it what you want. We know our husbands, right? So let's give him the opportunity, and then you could discuss it. Moshe, when were you thinking to leave on visiting day? What time did you think we should leave? He'll tell you, well, I don't know. I didn't think about it. Okay, so I'll tell you how I feel. I feel that if we leave at 10 o'clock, it'll be too late. But if we leave at 8 o'clock, that would make me very happy. Ladies, are you listening to me? I'm sorry. You know I say this all the time. But just do that. Don't like, we have to leave at 7 o'clock in the morning. And that's going to be where it is. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. I understand a lot of you are frustrated. I understand that a lot of your husbands, every year comes visiting day or every, you know, half, they're leaving late. By the time they schlep tzachados and, and, and the time they come back from davening and breakfast and you're like, you know, we have our children there. They're waiting for us. It's really not right. Instead, ladies, give your husband an opportunity to speak. Let him be part of the decision. Trust me, you'll get your way at the end. You do that, it's going to be much more effective. He won't really know when he wants to go, or maybe he will know. Then you could collaborate with him. Tell him, you think you want to leave at 10? I think I want to leave at 7. Okay, maybe we should leave at 8. Work it out together. Now, when making the cheshbon, when making the calculation as far as when to leave to a trip or when to leave for a vacation, 
A couple of things very important to have in mind, okay? Number one, number one, remember, if you're going with children, and many of you are going with children, if you're leaving with children to visiting day or to vacations, wherever you're going, whatever Waze says, do not take seriously. Because that's talking about if you're going a straight trip from Brooklyn or Lakewood or wherever you're going from, or those of you are listening to me in Israel, or wherever you're listening to me, wherever you're going, the GPS only knows from point A to point B without any stops. That's what the GPA is telling you. It's GPS, excuse me, it's telling you. It's not telling you. It's not telling you that if you take a break, it'll take you a half an hour. And then you don't forget to dive in uh, Mincha. And don't forget that the kids are going to have to go to the bathroom. And then some of them are going to want to buy drinks in the rest area. Give yourself enough ample time to be there on time. Remember this dictum. Give yourself enough ample time to be there on time. Being there early is not a sin. It's not an Averat to be somewhere early. You be there early, it's okay. You'll figure out what to do. There's always things to do. Being there late could be a problem. Now, if we're talking about vacations, it's one thing. But if we're talking about visiting day, ladies and gentlemen, it can get complex. Let me explain you what I'm talking about. If you're going to come to your children visiting day, you're going to end up being there late. What's going to happen is, and for those of us who went to camp, I went to camp myself. A lot of you who are listening to this have gone to camp yourself. Listen, this is very important. What happens is, is as follows. As children, they're naturally, they have an attachment to their parents. They miss their parents. They, they uh, mom, having a great time. At the end of the day, they want to see their parents. There's a certain attachment we have. These are our children. Children want to see your parents. If, you're, if all the parents are going to end up coming to visiting day on time, and your little schleimy is waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting because in the morning we couldn't get our acts together. It's not fair for schleimy. It's not fair. It really could rip his heart out. So let's not come late. That's number one. Now for visiting day, I want to tell you something else. For visiting day, sometimes it's not good to come to the camp early either. I don't mean not to come to the destination. You come around the destination. But to actually come into the camp early before visiting day actually starts, I really do not suggest that. First of all, the camps are not going to be happy with you. But even if, let's say, they let you go in, many times the children are not expecting you to come so early. They seriously are not. So they're like gearing themselves up. They just finished davening. They're, let's say they're, they're cleaning their bunk. They're putting, they're putting, you know, they're putting their beds together. And then, hi, Montar here. Um, hi, I didn't expect you so early. I'm telling you now, coming early to visiting day, really early, is does not work for children. It does not, unless you tell them in advance, they all know it. And again, you want to follow camp's policy. So coming early to visiting day, what's going to happen is your children are not going to feel comfortable. So that's, that's an important piece. But again, when you're leaving, give yourself ample time. Remember, especially if you're leaving with even if you're not leaving with children, you're going to need extra time. Give yourself more and more and more time. This is where we're talking about this Sunday. We're talking about the visiting day or any visiting day. But I want to also add another piece, and that's vacations. When you're going on vacations, and I might rebroadcast this show actually before the, uh, before the end of the summer because I know a lot of people go on vacations then. But when you're going on vacation, it's also very important. And I'm, again, I'm primarily talking to the men. This is generally a male problem. So, yeah, I know some men are listening to me. Oh, you don't know my wife. But yes, generally it is a male problem. When you're making a cheshman, when you're making a calculation when to leave for a vacation, you have to remember that there's really different reasons that you are going on vacation and that your wife is going on vacation. Not always, but I think most of the time. 
We have to remember, men are achievement-based people. The way they get their fulfillment, the way we get our fulfillment is through doing, fixing, um, figuring it out. When we go on vacations, we have a couple of reasons we're going on vacation. The first reason we're going on vacation is our biggest fulfillment is what, and I think all men who are listening to me now can agree with me, our biggest reasons we're going on vacation is to make sure that everybody's happy. We want our wife to be happy. We want our children to be happy. We want everybody to be happy. So that's number one. Number two, we're looking forward. We're looking forward to seeing new places, interesting places, seeing new things, to have a nice time. Okay, fine. Number three, the third reason we're going on vacation, many of us, is because we want to do things. We want to go on rides, possibly. We want to take a boat ride. We want to, we want to see new things. We want to, we want, we want to do boats. We like doing these things. That gives us pleasure. Remember, men are achievement. That's how we have Kodesh created the man. We're achievement-based people, right? So that's why a man would go on vacation. Goes on vacation. Your wives, men, are not necessarily going for the vacation for the same reason. You have to remember, your wife is a relationship-based person. Many wives, if not most wives, the reason they're going on vacation is to spend quality time with the family and not to be distracted by neighbors, by carpool, by phone, by cleanup, by setup. They just want to have a good time with their family. And even if they don't necessarily do things, so many things, it's okay. It's okay. There we can have a clash because, you know, the men want to go for one reason. Women want to go for another reason. It's not completely another reason, but still there's a lot different. There, there is, it's parallel, yet it's separate. So it's important to remember when we're going on vacation that there's different reasons why we're going. And when we take that into consideration, when we're planning our vacation, we can plan it differently also. Right now, what I'm talking about is planning the time, the timing of the vacation. So if you're going on vacation, men, and let's say, first of all, Erev Shabbos. Erev Shabbos is, is, you know, it's very dangerous to leave late. Very dangerous. And yes, I know many of us are thinking, okay, I'm going upstate or wherever I'm going for a Shabbos or I'm going to Lakewood for Shabbos or I'm going to Brooklyn for Shabbos. And at the end of the day, we're going to have a good time and Shabbos doesn't even start till like 8.15, 8.30. I have so much time. Chassidish, Ahol Rabbeinu Tam, whatever it is. I have much time. I don't have to worry about it. Men, and I'm really talking mostly to the men here. You... It might be okay for you, but it's not going to be okay for your wives. And I'll explain you why. Because remember, the reason they're going on vacation is to spend quality and relaxing time with the family. If they're going to come in last second, and they're going to have maybe a half an hour to be ready for Shabbos, or maybe even an hour ready for Shabbos, maybe even an hour and a half, they're not going to have enough time to relax. They want to prepare where they're at. They might want to set up Shabbos, because it's a whole new, it's, it's a whole new environment. Where are we going to set up the table? What are we going to do? They're going to need time. They're going to need time to relax. So talk to your wives in advance of going on vacations. Say to them, when will it make you happy to go if we're going on vacation? Speak about this. Don't let these things hang in the air. If you're going to let them hang in the air, you're going to be very frustrated then. You're going to see your wives are not going to be happy. And remember, our primary reason to go on these vacations, most of us, is to make our wives happy, to make our children happy. Guess what? They're not going to be happy. They're going to be fabittered. They're going to be upset because we're coming so late. This, doesn't, this is not only necessarily a true fair of Shabbos. This is also true if you're going on vacation middle of the week. Why am I saying this? Because... If you're going to leave very late, if you're going, let's say, for argument's sake, let's say you're going to Niagara Falls, okay? Going on vacation to Niagara Falls. And you're going to decide, you know what? I want to leave late. It's less traffic. And that's the way, whatever you cheshman advice, that's the way it is. And you're telling your wife we're going to leave late because I don't want traffic. 
you have to be careful because if you're going to end up coming really, really, really late, again, people are going to be, the children are going to be antsy. Yes, they might sleep on the way, but when they come there, they, they might be nervous. There's a lot of factors. I'm not saying you shouldn't leave late, but what I am saying is work together with your spouse as far as the timing. I'm even talking, I'm especially talking about this Sunday, for those of you who are going for visiting day. Figure out when you are going to go. There is going to be traffic. There's nothing to do. There's going to be traffic. We have to anticipate it, and we have to figure out what to do to minimize the stress of the traffic. We're going to discuss that soon. But the first thing we're saying here is what? Work together with your wife. Work together with your husband. Sit with your husband and say to him, Moshe, Aaron, Shlomo, I just want to talk about Sunday. I was wondering what time you wanted to leave. Just start the conversation like that, and then the conversation will flow in a good way, as opposed to, I'm just letting you know, Sunday we have to leave at 7. I'm not doing what we did last year. Please, 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 let's not do that. doesn't work well. doesn't work well. It'll only cause machlokas in the house. Okay. Now, when we are leaving, men, I'm talking to the men now, when we leave for the vacation, okay, I, I just want to let you know a couple of things. Okay, let me just skip this, actually, move on to, some, to the packing here. Okay, fine. Give me a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's see if I can find the packing. Okay, here we go. Here we go. And again, if you're listening to this and you have ideas for me, for everyone, I want you to text me at what? At 347-927-8398. That's 347-927-8398. Write it down or text me later because I'm going to read your text and we want to share this. We want to do this collaboratively. Okay. Next. Like this, packing. Packing is not a simple feat. Packing is a complicated piece. The reason I say this is because if you have a family with children and we want everybody to be packed on time and you want help with packing as if to say, I would say, and this is actually really from my wife's idea, which I think is a phenomenal idea. If other people have ideas, please text me. My idea is as follows. Make a list for every child what he or she has to pack. Obviously, if kids are little, they're not going to be able to pack from themselves. But I would say anybody who is over the age of 10 in your house, give them a list of what they have to bring. And then you simply act as the guide by the side. You might not, you might not, you might see that they're they're not getting things, they might be a little bit overwhelmed. Okay, you'll guide them, you'll be with them, but they know what to get. It's not your responsibility, especially with teenagers. Especially with teenagers. It's ladies, I'm talking to you. It's not your responsibility to pack for your teenagers. It's not. And for those of you who are, I, I don't know, stop it. Seriously, stop it. You don't have to pack for your teenagers. They can pack by themselves. But don't just tell them, okay, just pack. I hope you pack. Even teenagers, I would say, give them, give them a basic list. Give them a basic list because they're going to forget. They're really going to forget. I actually have a little part. You know, my father, Olive Hashem, used to tell, tell us before we actually, whenever we went, used to go on a trip, he said, you know how you remember? You know how to remember to bring everything? To start from the top and go to the bottom. Start from the top of your head. For those of you who are boys and men, your hat, your yarmulkes, your glasses, and so forth, and go all the way down to your toes. And you're going to, through that, you'll hopefully remember everything. Obviously, there's svarim or whatever else you want to be, but I think that's a little cute little uh, way to remember. Now, what we're saying is if you have children that are under 10, obviously, okay, then you might have to help them. But why do you have to help them? Why can't your teenagers help your younger kids? They could. They really could. But not in the way of, Shlaimi, you better help him pack because I can't do it. I'm too busy. No. 
Shlaimi, could you do me a favor? It would really make mommy happy if you can help Yankee pack. If you could do that tonight, I'd really appreciate it. Here's the list and do it together with him. Because especially those of us who have big families, it's, these are not easy feats. It's not easy to pack everybody. It could take, it's a whole, whole balagan and it could take a very long time. If you're packing everybody in a big suitcase, I don't mean like one big suitcase, but let's say you have two, three big suitcases. Some of you, the way you pack is you just put, you know, you put Shlaimi's stuff in this corner, Yankee stuff in this corner, here's in this corner. I do not advise this. I really do not advise this. What I advise is as follows. Make plastic bags. First of all, the children should pack for themselves, number one. But if you don't have a duffel bag or whatever, or you can't have the children carry these things, and you want to put it in a suitcase, every child has his or her own plastic bag with their things. Otherwise, you know what's going to happen. You're going to come on the trip, and Moshe's going to say, where's my socks? And Yaki say, where's my things? And you open the suitcase. Oh, I think it's here. I think it's here. I think it's here. Let's be organized about it. Let's put it in, in, in every, every child should have his own bag. And that will actually yield a more stress-free vacation. If, now, if you have space in your car and you, know, and you have a lot of space in your car, I would say let, let every child have their own suitcase. You know, everyone can have these little mini suitcases of their own little thing if you have space. If not, not. Next, very important because that takes care of packing. Oh, by the way, before I forget, ladies, ladies. Some of you are packing for your husbands. Some of you are not packing for your husbands. Ladies, if you pack for your husbands, please let him know that you packed everything for him. But if you didn't include something, tell him, I did not include this. I did not include your ties. You could get your own tie. I did not include your shaver. I did not include your whatever yarmulkes, extra yarmulkes that you can get yourself. And he'll be fine with that. He'll be fine with that, but we don't want a situation where you come to the vacation and then your husband is like, oh, by the way, do you have my, you, you bought me an extra pair of, I don't know, a bathing suit? He says, no, I only took one. What do you mean? You only take one. Yeah, but you know it was wet and this and that. That's why it's important to still do it collaboratively. Obviously, you might be packing for your husband, but if there are things that you might think he might want, he might need, you're not sure, please let him know before you leave. That's very important. Some men pack for themselves. That's okay. Some impact for themselves. They don't want their wife bagging for them. Okay, fine. That's a, you know Everybody's different. Everybody's different. But the point over here is to do it collaboratively, to do it in a systemic, structured way, where at the end, it leads to a stress-free vacation as opposed to a stressful vacation. Let's move on now. If you have a family, Nahara with a lot of children, let's say you're going visiting day, right? This Sunday you're going, or you're going to go whenever you're going to go. Very, very important to pack a lot of snacks. Now, I know a lot of you are listening to this and saying, I mean, of course, I know, of course, I pack snacks. It's not just packing snacks. It's packing snacks, but working it out in your head that we're not giving out all the snacks in the beginning. Ma, I'm hungry. You have anything to eat? Ma, can I have another one? Can I have another one? You know what? You can wait. You can wait a half an hour, and I'm going to be giving the next nosh out. You can wait another 15 minutes, and I'm going to be giving the next nosh out. It's very important, especially if you're Chal Yisrael, to bring this in advance, and snacks should be spaced out during the ride. I have a little idea here for you, and again, if anybody has any ideas here, please text me, 347-927-8398. I have a little idea here. This is actually for my wife, and I think it's a wonderful idea. And that is, ladies, send your husbands out with their children, maybe one or two children, to buy snacks. Let them have ownership over those snacks. Let them feel like they bought the Laffy Taffy's, not that I'm a big advocate of that, or they bought the barbecue potato chips, or they got the this, they got the that. This way they feel a little more ownership on it, and they will anticipate and know what snacks 
are coming up. That's very, very important for them. This way they feel like, oh, I know we're going to have this chocolate and that and the other thing and the other thing and the other thing. So that's very important. Okay, now let's move back to before you go. Okay, you're all packed. Everybody's packed. We're good. Again, this is either a small trip to the visiting day or a bigger trip on vacation. And now we're about to leave. Okay, men, I I'm going to say this. And again, you know, those of you who listen to my shows, you know, I don't choose, you know, favorites here. But I will tell you like this. At the end of the day, your wives have a whole different picture of what a vacation is. They have something called Bina, right? Bina is reading between the lines, and they see things that we might not see. This is very true of vacations. If for whatever reason it is, you see your wife is cleaning up before you go on vacation, cleaning up the house, putting things away, asking you to take the garbage out, don't get frustrated. Don't say to her, come on, you're cleaning up right now. We're going on vacation. Why are you cleaning up? Who's going to be here? There's no one to be here. She's not thinking about when no one's going to be there. She's thinking about when you come back from the trip. That's what she's thinking about. She's thinking about when you get back and the garbage was left inside and the air conditioner wasn't on and there are flies and ants all over the garbage. She's going to be very frustrated. And that's why she's cleaning now the house. And that's why she's asking you to take the garbage and put it outside. By the way, this might work the other way around, some of you. Some of you, you might have your men who are doing this, your husbands who are doing this. But this is a very normal thing. I, generally, I see by women that generally what? And husbands get all frustrated. Well, it's very normal. Your wife wants to clean up, no problem. So you know what? You think it's going to take extra time? So plan it in advance. Say to her, say to her, Sarah, Miriam, Devora, here's the story. I want to leave at 8 o'clock in the morning. Do you want some extra time to clean? She'll say, yeah, I want some time to clean. Okay. So then you know what you could say to her? Say to her the magic sentence. How can I help you? How can I help you? Believe you me. She's not going to put you to so much. What she'll say to you, I would appreciate if you take out the garbage because I don't want the garbage to be left here. I don't want to come back to a bunch of flies or whatever it is. Okay, fine. So that's number one. If you see your wife's cleaning, don't get upset. It's very normal. They're seeing, they're seeing you know, Who is the wise man? The one who sees the future. The knowledge. What is going to be eventually eventually coming out. Okay, the next piece. Next piece is like this. The next piece is like this. And that is, ladies, your husbands might have last-minute things to take care of. This is very common by men, where a woman thinks, okay, we said we're leaving at 8 o'clock. Okay, I want to be there for Yankee. I, you know, it's visiting day. I want to be there. Oh, let's say I want to leave at 6 o'clock in the morning, 7 o'clock, whatever time it is. And then what happens? You see your husband, all of a sudden he's like busy. He's like getting things. He has like gadgets he wants to bring to the car. He's bringing a barbecue grill. He's taking charcoal, stuff like that. Don't get upset at your husbands. Don't get upset at your husbands. This is very normal for a husband to bring his stuff. He might need his stuff, whatever his stuff is. Instead, you can ask him also. You can say to him, you know, Moshe, I see you're bringing this anyway. I can help you. Maybe the children can help you bring some of the stuff to the car because I really want to go. Instead of getting upset, be ready for this in advance. So when you're discussing the trip with your husband, say to him, is there anything that you're going to need to do before the trip? Let's work it out right now so I don't get stressed. You could say, so I don't get stressed when we go on the trip. Let me know now. So you have it organized before. Now, as much as you're organized, by the way, you know, What's, what's, the, what's the, 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 the sentence? Mensch tracht and Gott lacht, right? The person could think and plan and HaKadosh Baruch Hu laughs as if, as if to say. That what is it? Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in charge. So we could plan from today until tomorrow. Things are going to happen and be ready for the defensive driving. However, 
let's minimize the stress. Let's plan. Let's organize. Let's ask each other, what else are you going to have to do before you go? Now, men, this is, a, this is a big piece for you here, very big piece for you men who are listening to this, who are going this Sunday to visiting day, or are going on vacation. This is a very big piece of what I'm about to say. And that is, I can almost guarantee you there's something that you're going to have to do. Now, ladies, too. But ladies know what a woman, like we said, has been She's pretty much, if you ask her right now, she'll tell you exactly what she has to do before she leaves. I'm telling you, she will. She really will. And it's important. And sometimes you're going to find that your wife is schlepping. You're going to find she's schlepping, schlepping. You want to go. But she knew already in advance that she has to do it. She didn't really have that's going to take so much time. So you could discuss that with her now. However, men, you're going to be challenged with something. I don't know what it's going to be, but you are going to be challenged with something that you didn't expect. All of a sudden, you remembered that you want to bring a timer because you're staying for Shabbos and you want to challenge. All of a sudden, you remembered that you have a bill that you have to call and you have to pay. All of a sudden, you have to remember that, that, you, that you want to bring a cord that's going to stretch out for the grill or for the hot plate. I don't know what you're going to remember. But I will tell you one thing. When you remember these things, Please don't leave your wife in a lurch. Don't just let her think like, yeah, whatever. Stay in touch with her. Tell her. Come over to her. Say, I really want to leave right now, but here's the story. I forgot the A, B, C, D, F, G, so I'm just going to go get that, okay? Most of the time, she'll say to you, okay, but please do it as fast as you can. That'll be fine. However, if she says to you, can we please not bring that? It's really not worth it. That's HaKadosh Baruch Hu challenging you. That's Hashem challenging you. I'm telling you, this, men who listen to this, you know exactly what I'm talking about because you're being challenged on a daily basis with this, but especially on vacations because you're going to remember something, I forgot, this, that, the other thing. Let it go. Let it go. Be mevat. You're going to have an amazing trip without what the ice cubes that you have to go to Walbaums or ShopRite or whatever it is to bring. It'll be fine. You'll have a good time. So drinks aren't going to be so cold. Believe you me, you'll be a happier man if you get there on time and your wife is going to be happy Then get there late and you'll have your ice cubes in your thing to have your soda cold. It's, it's, not, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Let it go. Be mevater. You'll be happy. It's a Kaddish Baruch Hu testing us. So that's, again, an important piece for the men to remember you're going to be challenged. We always have these challenges, but especially before vacations or trips. We remember this, remember that. Which leads me to, remem- which leads me to remember something else, which I didn't mention to you. And that's like this. Men, men, the car, the vehicle, Please don't wait for the last second. If, the, if you're concerned that you can't take the car up to vacation or you can't take your minivan up to visiting day because you have a problem with the brakes and you're a little scared about that or you needed an oil change or you needed a tune-up, could you please not wait for the last second to do this? If you're supposed to leave on Friday, don't do it on Friday. Do it days before. I know it's hard. I, I'm talking to myself. It's hard. I know it's hard to plan and to organize, especially if not if you're not a planned and organized person. It's very, very hard. But here it's important. Here it's important to take care of it before. And I know we all hate mechanics. I don't mean anything bad about mechanics. There's some good mechanics, but it's it's a you know it's a traumatizing experience to go to a mechanic. They are ready for you. They're not ready for you. Who knows how long it'll take for them? Do it in advance. Believe you me. If you tell your wife, by the way, the car is all ready. It's all ready to go. I took care of it. It's fine. And if, you're, if your husbands are telling you this, put them on the pedestal. Say to them, thank you. I'm so proud of you. It makes me really happy. It'll make a big difference to them. So let's take care of that in advance. Very, very important to take care of that in advance. Again, if you have anything you want to add to this, 347-927-8398. I'm going to move on now. Okay. Next, what are we up to here? Okay, so we got the packing straight. We got the timing straight. We understand what's going to happen before we go. 
we actually start going. And now, for those of you who have children, this is a big, important piece. There's going to be traffic. It's not going to be a comfortable ride. We want to minimize the stress and especially minimize all the fighting in the car. We don't want our children to fight in the car because that could be a disaster area. And if you have babies, we don't want our baby to start screaming and hollering. A couple of tips. If you have your own, please text me. couple of tips here that I think would definitely help you. Number one, plan. It's the general plan that your children are going to be occupied. Let's remember, busy children are happy children. Children need to be challenged. For a child to sit and to stare into the sky, he's, he or she is going to get bored. Most children, before they know it, they're going to start fighting and picking fights with their, with, with their brothers and sisters or giving you a hard time because they're going to want attention. So what I'm saying to you now, especially if you have younger children, plan that they should be busy. Plan that your children are going to be busy. Here are a couple of ideas. I'm sure a lot of you know these and you can add some. Get them good books, maybe some kosher electronic games. For those of you who do this, maybe to get some sort of kosher video for your for your children. We have a lot of children workbooks with connecting dots and mazes. Maybe plan a game on the way so you can all look for light, certain you know colors of cars or guess who the person is. Plan this ahead because otherwise you are going to have a gahakta trip. It's going to be horrible. It's not going to be a good trip. Plan that your children are going to be busy. Here's another very good idea. This actually came from my wife. That what? Before the trip, take your children to any either a toy store, a 99 cent store. It doesn't have to be expensive. And let every child choose one or not one, let them choose four or five things that they could, they're going to use over the trip. Whether it's a workbook of some sort, a book, a this, a toy, a game, they're going to be able to patch it with the whole trip. And they're going to look forward to that. And they get it every half an hour, they get their next thing. It's just little ideas. Because otherwise, if your children are going to be bored, ladies and gentlemen, it's not your children. It's not your children. Your children are wonderful. They're beautiful. They're great. They're wonderful children. But what? They get bored. They're going to get antsy. They're going to start fighting. They're going to start screaming. And you're going to have a miserable trip. That's what I'm saying. Do this in advance. Get yourself an idea, a plan of what you're going to do. Number two, definitely go on breaks. I, I, I don't, I'm very much not a believer of these long, hideous trips. Five hours, four hours, three, even three hours. Take breaks. Take breaks. Stop at a rest area. I want to tell you something interesting. You don't understand this. I say you don't understand this. Some of you, some of you understand this more than I'm going to say this. But many of you don't understand that what? That when a child stops at a rest area, you know, we might be thinking, okay, we're stopping at a rest area. Okay, everybody have to go to the bathroom. You want to buy a drink or this and that. Okay, we'll stop at a rest area. This could be one of the highlights. This could really be one of the highlights of the trips for some of your children. Wow, look at this big rest area. So many people. Such an interesting place. Okay, look at all the snacks. Okay, what's kosher? What's not kosher? What can I buy? What I can't buy? Water is so interesting. They're going to run around. This is part of the trip. This could be part and parcel of the trip. Rest areas are not bad places. They're good places to have a good time. So, you know what? Let's not think of rest. Oh. Going to go to the bathroom. I gotta stop again. Stop again. Some of your children are gonna need to go to the bathroom again and again. It's very normal. It's very normal. Let's not get upset at our children because they want to go to the bathroom. It's very normal. Especially when we have a lot of children. That's why I say, give yourself a lot of time when going on these trips. Believe you me, the more time, the better. You're not gonna find yourself bored. You're really not gonna find yourself bored. If you have teenagers, if you have teenagers, give your teenagers the heads up 
and sense of where you're going. Don't keep them like, don't tell them, don't, you know, for the men, I know we want to surprise our children and surprise our kids, and it could be some sort sorts of elements of surprise with your children. But gentlemen, men, please tell your teenagers what's going on. Uh, trust me on this one. Tell your teenagers what's going on. The psychology of a teenager is not is one, and we, we could do a whole show on this. But there's a very deep. Okay, I can't get really into this. It is complicated. But at the end of the day, teenagers, when they're transitioning to teenagers, they're seeking independence. They don't want dependence. They want independence. If they have to go with their father and mother to a trip, okay, they're going to have a good time. But they want to feel ownership on the trip. Where are we going? Oh, you know, I have a plan. Maybe you hold a GPS for me. Tell me how to go. Involve them in the decisions. It's very important, especially for boys, especially for boys, to involve them in the decision-making process when it comes to trips. This is very important for teenagers. Otherwise, they're going to complain. Why are we going here? Well, we're going here. We worked it out together. That's why we're going here, and that's why we are doing this. Okay, now let's move on. Next, we have to be very careful, very, very careful and and. It's not easy. It's really not easy. And the truth of the matter is that, yes, people out there are, are looking, some of us are looking at us negatively, and they're trying to find how us Jews are doing everything wrong and how we're cutting the lines and how we're making a mess and making everybody crazy, even though it's not true, even though it's not true. But what happens is some of them look at us with a bad eye. There is, there is anti-Semitism out there. There is. There is. I'm not saying everybody is. There's some, you know, some people who are not. Many people have not. But you know what? the end of the day, there's anti-Semitism out there. People are looking to show how us Jews are doing terrible things. Be very careful to what? To make a Kiddush Hashem and not a Chilul Hashem. At the end of the day, here's, I think, the best line. At the end of the day, listen, and especially for us men, we're in yarmulkes, and ladies also, I was in the summer world, Tzenua, everybody sees that we're Jews. There's no question we're Jews. Or there are the Jews. They're all looking at us. What are the Jews doing, Right. Now, what are we? We're emissaries from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We are the, the, the ones who are representing Hashem. So either we're revealing Hashem or we are concealing Hashem. It's one of the two, either revealing or concealing. So it is pivotal, seriously, pivotal, important, very important Then we're out on the road, whether it's a visiting day and the rest area, whether it's a vacation, we're coming to a place that we are making Kiddush Hashem, that we're sanctifying Hashem's name and not making Chul Hashem. A couple of very real examples here. Um, actually, before I give you the examples, I got, I got to say a story. Let me see how much time I have here. Let us see how much time we have. Give me a second. Okay. Okay. Uh, interesting story that happened to my family, actually. We went on vacation and uh, we're on the vacation, having a great time, Baruch Hashem. And we stop at a gas station. Kids had to, had to go to the bathroom. We stop at a gas station that had a, like a little, you know, like a little uh, play, store that you buy things to go into the bathroom. Now, I make in my business, if we're going to use the bathroom, we need to buy something in the store. We need to buy something. It's not, I don't think it's right away. Coming to use the bathroom? Oh, because I took gas. No, you come to use, you come into the store, you're going on vacation. Great, spend a little money. It'll be. Do you actually need that bottle of water? Maybe you don't need it, but you know what? Get it, get it. It'll be a kiddush Hashem. You don't want to come in like five kids. All we all need the bathroom. As nice as the people are, buy something in the store. Okay, fine. So I come in. Children are using the bathroom. I'm looking for. Some, I'm literally looking for something to buy. I see a lot of kosher things there. I'm looking for what to buy. Someone comes over to me, 
And he says to me like this, he says to me, Rabbi Greenfield, he says to me, no, sorry, sorry, I'm looking over here, I'm actually reading a text, Rabbi Greenfield. He says to me like this, he comes over, he says to me, he sees my yarmulke on my head, and uh, he was an African-American individual, okay, and he sees me, and he says to me, what do you have on your head? Literally, that's the question he asks me. He sees my yarmulke, he says, what, what is that on your head? And I'm looking at him like, you've never seen a Jew in your life? I mean, <laughs> it, it was upstate New York, wherever it was. I'm like, you've never seen anybody. I didn't say that, but I'm thinking, like, you've never seen a Jew? Like, what, what do you mean, what's that on my head? What, 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 you've never seen a Jewish person? Like, I mean, you know, you watch TV or whatever it is. But he says to me, what's that on your head? So uh, I look at him and I say to him, this is called the Hamaka. So what is that? So I say, you know, we put it on our head to remind us that, that there's a God above us. He looks at me and he says to us, uh, he says to me, what, what, what religion are you? Literally, what religion are you? And I'm like, what religion am I? I'm like, we're Jewish. He's like, Jewish? What's that? I, I know this sounds like outrageous, but I, this is a serious story. It happened to me two years ago. He says, what is that? What is Jewish? And I'm looking, what is Jewish? My wife is there. So my wife comes over to, and she's like looking at this and she's seeing like, I'm like, I'm just appalled. Like, what's Jewish? Like, what do you mean? What's Jewish? You never saw a Jew? My wife looks at him and she says to him, Israelites. We're Israel. We're from, she says, not Israel. She says, we're from the nation. We're from Israel. She says the word Israel. Maybe that connects. It goes, oh, Israel, Israelites. Oh, you, you, you're the people who were, you're the intelligent people. Intelligent, literally like that. And he's, he's a brave, broken English. And I'm looking at him like, hey, this guy must be an immigrant. I'm like, how long are you here in America? He says, oh, I'm here for, uh, he, was, he came like three weeks ago, whatever it was. And he goes, Israelites, yeah, you're Moses' people, he says to us. You're Moses' people. And we started laughing. We could all, yes, we're Moses' people. We had a whole conversation. He was very nice. We had a great conversation with him. But the point of the matter is, you really never know. You never know. You never know what they're thinking of us, where they do know what we are. They don't know what we are. We are the emissaries of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and we really have to represent Hashem. Okay, so that's, that's very important. Next. Next is like this. Okay, so, so real, let's give you a couple examples of Chilol Hashem versus Kiddush Hashem when we are going on vacation. Number one, when we are getting wherever, let's say you're going on vacation, you come to a motel or a hotel, wherever you're going to end up going, you found a place, Baruch Hashem, it's a great place. You got to the place. Do me a favor. Let's not all get out of the car, all go into the lobby, and all sit there and wait to get the seats. Let one person, preferably the man who arranged it, to go inside get the keys or the card or whatever it is and work it out. Not for everybody to bring a whole pack of, you know, a whole family. They're not used to this. They're really not used to this. They're seeing a whole big mishpacha. They're not used to this. They see everybody coming in and obviously the kids were in the car. They were going to run around. It's going to be Chil Hashem. Tell the kids in advance. Tati's going to go in. He's going to get the keys to the room. Tati goes in. Please don't take you too much of your time, Tati. But go inside, get the keys, come back into the car. Very important. Next, next things. If you have, for whatever reason it is, you're going to be for Shabbos, you're not going to be for Shabbos. Let's say for argument's sake, you, uh, you bring in a crock pot, whatever the candles, you want to make a barbecue. Trust me on this one. It's worth it to call the hotel in advance and to ask them, is it okay if we do a barbecue out on the patio or out on the on the whatever it is. Many of these hotels or motels are going to tell you, no, it's not okay. We'd really rather you not do that. 
Trust me when I'm telling you this. It's not worth it to find the back where nobody sees to make the barbecue. First of all, you're going to make a tremendous, tremendous chil Hashem. I'm not even talking about the people who are the managers of the hotel. The other people who are seeing you, they know you're not supposed to be doing this. It's a tremendous chil Hashem. Look at the Jews, what they're doing. And we don't do that. We don't do that. Find a park. I want to tell you something interesting. And that is, there's always a park. There's always a park. Wherever you go, I'm telling you, but especially in America, there's always a park. There's some sort of park out there, not too far from wherever you are, that you can bring your barbecue grill and you can have your barbecue or your picnic. Not outside by the parking lot. Even if there's grass, it's not worth it. It's really not worth it. Now, obviously, Shabbosim are very, very complicated in hotels. I, I don't want to go into it right now. I don't have enough time to go into it. Shabbosim are very, very complicated. Why am I saying that Shabbosim are complicated? The reason I'm saying Shabbosim are complicated in hotels is because Obviously, the card keys going into the hotel and outgoing hotel, it's going to be, a, if there are cards, there's no keys, that's complex. Um, the stairs, the elevators, the room temperature. Do you know a lot of these hotels actually have that when you're moving in the room, that's when the air conditioner kicks in. But when, when you leave the room, the air conditioner actually stops. Is that, is that mutter? Are you allowed to do that? Do you have to put tape over it? Again, this is not a show about halacha. Obviously, you can speak to your of, to your posik about this, your chacham. But you have to take that into consideration. And, and then there's one other very, very big piece, very, very big piece that I want to speak about as far as going on vacations and going trips. What I'm going to do, though, first, I'm going to take a little break, a little, little break. Anybody who has any suggestions that you've gone on trips, vacations that you've gone on, and you want to suggest everybody, I see some texts actually came in, text me, 347-927-8398. Now is 11.51 a.m. July 9th, and we don't have a lot of time, so I'm out of how many texts I'll be able to take, but I will try to take as many as I can. Again, 347-927-8398. 347-927-8398 for any suggestions that you have from your previous vacations and your trips and ways to enhance the trip, stress, make it less stress, enhance the shalom bias. And hang in there. We will be right back.
back. This is Rabbi Yitz Greenfield, MS Marriage and Family Therapy. Again, what we're talking about today are trips and vacations, how to plan them in a structured and organized way where everybody will be happy, stress-free, and will have a relaxed and good and nice time. Okay, some texts came in, and we're going to be reading some of them soon. I just want to say like this. This is, this is a very important, actually, yeah, two important pieces, two important pieces. Number one, this is very important for both both men and women. I, I'm telling you, this could so change your trip around. The attitude. Number one, when you're going on vacation, don't have a tight attitude. Don't have a nervous attitude. Have a laid-back attitude. You're on vacation. And you know what? Maybe you shouldn't be planning so many things to do. The mornings, maybe they should just be for relaxing. Maybe just for davening, for relaxing, for breakfast, for walking around a little bit, for learning. Maybe you shouldn't be planning so many things. Because if you're going to be tight and nervous and upset, what's going to happen is you're not going to enjoy yourself. So the kids are running around a little bit in the room. They left the room messy or whatever it is. Just remember, it's a vacation. That's what it is, a vacation, meant to relax and enjoy yourself. Maybe you shouldn't be doing so many things. It's okay if we didn't go here or didn't go there. That's number one. Number two, I can't tell you how important it is on vacation to compliment your spouse. I can't tell you. It's so important because the whole family is there together. It's a positive environment to say to your husband, wow, I want to tell you we left on time. This was great. Thank you for taking care of the car. Thank you for planning the trip. These are wonderful places we're going to. This is really making us happy. Everybody thank Tati. So, so, so pivotal and important. And men also to tell your wives, thank you for planning. Thank you for working everything out. It's been a great trip. You got all the right food. Compliment each other in front of the children. In front of the children. You don't know how powerful it is. Number one. Number two. Very important. And that is when we're going on vacation, we are not taking a vacation from Hashem. We're not, we're not taking a vacation from God. What I mean by that is we still have to be careful. If we're not going to dress a certain way in the city, let's not dress that way out on vacation. If we're not going to look at things, certain things in and the city, let's not look at those things on vacation. Of course we have to dive in. As far as a minion, minion, okay, minion could be complicated. Is it best to dive with a minion? 100% is best to dive with But on vacation, I don't know if I could drive. The Mishnah Buddha says, you can speak to your postic about that. But I'll tell you one thing. I'm just telling you from my own personal experience, it's always best to find a minion. If possible, find that minion. Especially, especially if you're going for Shabbos, because that's like a whole other world. You're not going to have laning, whatever. Of course, it's important to, 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 to find a minion. So again, we're not taking a vacation from a Kaddish Baruch Hu. We want to, we want to, on the contrary, we want to make a Kiddush Hashem and everything. Okay, next, very important. Actually, somebody wrote this. I'm going to read a couple of texts. Time for everybody, but we read a couple of texts. Number one. Remind the men to let the women drive and at the same time relax while she drives. Exactly. Please, let's not be backseat drivers. Share the driving, but don't be a backseat driver. Not ladies and not men. Let your husbands drive. You're driving a little fast. If you can let it go, let it go. Same thing by the men. Don't, don't, uh, don't do that. Next, plan for rainy days. Yes, thank you for that text. That's a great 
text plan for plan for any days thank you for your special informative shows a married man over a quarter century i always find something that i can use to enhance my marriage one piece of advice is especially on a trip is to think twice three times before opening your mouth to level criticism against a family member thank you that was a great piece i i definitely agree with that thank you so much Keyword is be flexible. Yes, the keyword is to be flexible. Is in most cases women will pack way more than men. Men should be reminded that this is true. That's true. Your wives will pack much more than you will. Please don't be upset at them. Let them do it. Let them bring whatever they want. More dresses, more outfits, even for the kids. Let them do that. Any idea where to go on vacation where there are minyanim and no priestess? Maybe we'll do that in the next show. Um. Uh, my wife says last minute she wants to leave tomorrow and I gave up on a Seder for it. It's hard to accept. Yes, it's a challenge. It's definitely a challenge. And that's why that's why we realize that Shalom Bayes is so important. Kashbuch would erase his own name for Shalom Bayes. So just let it go. Be mevatah. The final things I want to say is, is, is like this. Ladies and gentlemen, you're going on vacation. Have a good time. Enjoy yourselves. Let's not go crazy. You know, there's a story in, in, in Gemara Brachas, I think it's Lamed Alpha, uh, I'm not sure what it is. Marbre Dervina, in his own son's wedding, he comes over to the Rabbanan. The Rabbanan were there, and they were, they were getting very happy. He took a glass, and he shattered the glass. He said to them, meaning, too much frivolous is not good. Of course, we want to have a good time. We want to enjoy ourselves. We don't want it to become like, what they say, like, hoilis. we don't want it to become like crazy, and all of a sudden, the Lashon Hara is being said, and dressing appropriately, we're doing things that are inappropriate. Again, we want to keep within the, again, the framework of Yiddishkeit. We can have a great time. We can have an amazing time. If it's planned, if it's structured, if we're working together, husband and wife, complimenting each other. Remember, complimenting each other. So, so important to compliment each other. Plan, plan, and planning some more. And then, Davant Hashem, Davant Hashem, Hashem is the one who runs the world. He will make sure your vacation is good. He will make your trip is, sure your trip is good. For those of you who are going, visiting day to, to visit your kids, have a successful and safe, I even get to safety, very important issue, we don't have time for it now, safe, especially by pools. Be very, very safe. Have a s successful trip, a safe trip, an enjoyable vacation. Thank you for listening. This has been Rabbi Yitz Greenfield. If you have any other more comments, feedback, anything. You could text me, actually, my, my own line. I can't get back to you. 917-397-2841. That's 917-397-2841. Thank you for listening, and have an amazing week, an amazing vacation, an amazing trip. All the best.